This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, an expert on temporal pincer movements, Ryan Nelson. Justin, I am so excited to talk about James Bond with physics. That is exactly what this is. I'm glad you said that because that's is, we're going to talk about that in just a second. So uh, let me hold off my, on my excitement because that is very much what this is. All right. If you've been listening to the podcast since we started this up about six or seven weeks ago, we appreciate you guys for listening, for sharing the show, doing all those wonderful things to help us get this show into the ears of new listeners. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoy it as we talk about the latest Christopher Nolan film, even though it's been a couple of years. Uh, tenants, if you are a new person or a regular and would like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast and you can get Patreon-only content. We did a show on this, the movie theater experience in our last one, and we've also done one on the uh, trailer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So we've got a few out there. So if you sign up for a Patreon account for the Main Attraction Podcast, you can have access to all those shows as well. You can support us at a 3 5 10 or $20 level, and when you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you can't be a patron, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating, and if you have time, write us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you do write us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on air next time we record. Both of those go a long way in getting the show in the ears of new listeners. All right, so as I said earlier, we're discussing Tenet. It came out in August of 2020. It had an interesting run in the theater, which we'll be talking about here in just a little bit. But before we get into that, we have to talk about Christopher Nolan. Uh, what is your experience with Christopher Nolan? Well, I've seen all his movies. I have. Uh, yeah, and uh, I think I probably saw Insomnia first, and then I went back and watched Memento. Okay, Insomnia is the only one I have not seen. I have not seen that one, uh, but the rest of them I have seen. And then uh, after that, you know, I pretty much saw everything that came out. I didn't see this from the theater, but the rest of them I probably saw in the theater. Yeah, here's the deal with Christopher Nolan. I, I am, I, I will admit I am a Christopher Nolan apologist. I love him. You know, there's a lot of actors and actresses that people, it doesn't matter what movie they're in, you'll go see him. You know, if it's Tom Hanks, Brad Pitt, uh, Will Smith, whoever it may be, a lot of people will go see those movies just because those actors or actresses are in them. For me, if it's a Christopher Nolan film, I want to go see it. Uh, that is how much I enjoy his stuff. I, I really like him as a director. I like what he does. But, you know, we talk about directors. A lot of directors have, when you start to watch their films, like, for example, if you watch a Wes Anderson film, you know you're watching a Wes Anderson film just by, by the visuals and the storytelling methods. Very much similar to the case with Christopher Nolan because the man is incapable of telling a linear story. <laughs> I mean, he is completely incapable. There's going to be something that he's going to do weird with time or something along those lines that he's going to mix into it. And this movie takes that to the extreme on this one. I mean, he's really messing with your minds on this one. Uh, you know, going into this film, I would say it's not his best film, I don't think. But it's his most ambitious. Would you agree? Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, yeah. This one, 
you can see why it has such mixed reviews. Yeah, you can. Because, like you said, ambitious is the best way. Because it, it is a James Bond movie with physics. Yeah. That, and, the, and the man loves physics. Yeah, and that's what he... That he has he described this movie as his version of James Bond. He actually went out and described it that way. Uh, I didn't know if you were aware of that. But that is how he... That's when he decided to make this movie, he envisioned this as being his version of what a James Bond movie would be. And it has the, all of those... You know those trademarks, and it's got some globe hopping. Uh, it's got you know a lot of action pieces. It's got the the spies in it, and all that type of stuff. So it's 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 got a lot of James Bond, but then it has the physics stuff in it that you know I've seen this three times, and it gets better. To you understand it better with each passing time you see it. I still don't understand it completely. <laughs> I, I would say that the second time I, I picked up old stuff that I was like, okay. Yes, yes, I get that now. But they're like the car chase stuff. Mm-hmm. I was, I still don't fully get the all yeah. of that. It, it, those are the hardest ones to get. Now, I mean, it's really interesting about this film because, like, when you're going into the final scene, the big battle scene between, yeah. uh, you know, the tenant people and uh, Sager's people. Uh, you know, you got Aaron Taylor Johnson's character Ives. I guess is how it's pronounced. Yeah. Uh, you got him explaining it. So I'm like, so when he explained it the first time I see this film, I'm like, okay, he explained it. I'll understand it. And then it happens. I'm like, oh, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm lost. Okay, I don't get well, especially this. since Robert Pattinson is doing multiple back and forth, back yes, and forth. Yes, yes. That made it even harder to figure out. So I was like, oh, gosh, what is going on here? Uh, but there's some other things I wanted to point out. All right, so the most important line in this entire film it comes at the beginning of the film. It's spoken by uh, Laura, the the scientist Laura, who's played by Clemens Posey. She doesn't get a whole lot of time on screen, but she gets some time here. And she says, don't try to understand it, just feel it. I wrote that down. I was going to break that up too. Yeah, that's the most important line. Because if you try to spend... And look, the first time you see this, at least for me, I'm sure, assuming it was the case for you. The first time you see this film, you're going to try to figure it out as best you can. And it... it it's just human nature, but it's a mistake. <laughs> I mean, it really is. You just have to kind of let this movie go, and you just have to kind of go along for the ride a lot of times. Uh, and, you know, that, that, I think that was very much a line that Christopher Nolan put in there to, to the viewers to let you know, you're not going to get this completely. You, you just need to trust me and go along with it, and, you, and you'll have a good time. It, but it's hard to do that. It, it is. And, you know, I, I, I saw, I read an article, article with him where he was saying like people just need to relax and enjoy my movies just you're not playing chess and i'm just like you say that yeah he says that i don't know that i I believe him yeah because i think when you go into a nolan film you have to understand that he's asking you to come in he's asking you to be an intelligent viewer i think i think that's what he even though he may say he just wants you to go in I don't believe that for a minute. I mean, he is asking you to to really embrace what he is trying to do, and he wants you. He, he expects you to be an intelligent movie viewer. He doesn't, and you know, he asks a lot of his of his audiences when he when he does these films. Like I said, I love his stuff. Everything he has done, I have absolutely enjoyed. Some stuff more than others, obviously, uh, but. And I enjoyed this one a lot, but it does take subsequent viewings for you to truly appreciate it, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. I will say when I watched it the first time and we get to the ending when Robert Pattinson reveals that they've had a long history, it did all of a sudden I was like, okay, 
This right. makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, it, it does. It, it, it takes an entire viewing. You know, like I said, it takes multiple views. I'll, I'll posit this. Here's a theory I have. Every time, because the most important element to this entire film is the idea of the temporal pincer movement, uh, yeah. where, where you have one group of people attacking whatever it is they're doing, coming forward in time. You have the other group attacking it, going backwards in time. And the people going backwards, they get to the people who are going forwards, and they explain to those people who are going forward what's going on to give them an advantage. My personal opinion, and my, the theory that I posit is, subsequent viewings of this film are like temporal pincer movements. Because you're using your, your now self to go inform your previous self that thing you didn't understand that made no sense to you whatsoever. All right, here's what it actually means. And now you can enjoy it a little bit more. That's just kind of my personal theory. No, I think that, I think that's, that's a good point. And like I said, you pick up little bitty things that you notice, you know, the fight scenes, right. When, when they're fighting each other, uh, when, when, uh, cat dives off the, mm-hmm. you're like, Oh yeah, now I know what, the, you know, so you pick up on little things, you know, the second time around. Yeah. You, you definitely pick up on a lot more of it the second time around. And, Oh, and also Robert Pattinson, has a great saying early in the movie where he, he tells John David Washington what, what he drinks. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he said, I, but then you realize because they've known each other for that, a long time. Because they've known each other for a long time. And those, those things you, you, you'll never pick up on the first yeah. time, but you'll pick up on them uh, in, in the second one. Uh, so like I said, that's the reason why I think this is, like I said, subsequent viewings are a, a temporal pincer movement. Now, Christopher Nolan... Everything is planned out. Everything is thought out when he does a film. Have you heard about the Sater Square? No. Okay, so you have, I meant to tell you to get a piece of paper or a pencil. Uh, you got anything close by that you can write with real quick? I can. Okay, so here's what I want you to do. Because this is something that... Because after I first watched this film... I, I was like, okay, I've got to, I, I had to go and like research it and find out everything I could about it. Cause I, I wanted to try to understand it, but also it, it, it was just, it was an interesting take. So I wanted to know more about it. So, all right, here's what I want you to do. And if you're at home and you're not driving, you can do this too. But if you're driving, please don't do this. Uh, all right. So write out the word Sator, who is the name of the villain? S-A-T-O-R. Uh, okay. I, I know what you're about to do. Okay. And so underneath it, and I'll, well, since we started, I'll finish it. Underneath it, write out a repo, A-R-E-P-O. That is the name of the art dealer who conned uh, Cat in this film. All right. well, how did you spell it again? A-R-E-P-O. Okay. All right. Underneath it is Tenet, the name of the film. Okay. Underneath that, write out Opera, which is takes this opening scene takes place in an opera house. And the last one is... Uh, Hold on, i got to make sure I spell it correctly. Uh, Rotas, R-O-T-A-S. And that is the name of the security company in this film. That is that the, what's that, that place that they go to, the Freeport. And so if you look at it, you have that, if you leave, like, yes. so start, start the S, and if you read down, you get the same thing. And that's, this is, the whole thing is a palindrome. Uh, and that's what Tenet is. Tenet is a palindrome. Everything is supposed to be, you can do it forwards and you can do it backwards. Like I said, Christopher Nolan put all of this thought into this. I mean, that's just the way he does. I would love to be able to have the attention to detail that this man does. I would love to have that, but I, unfortunately I don't. Most people don't. Yeah, he, how, how does he do it? How, 
I don't. I don't. I don't know either. Uh, but like I said, that's one of the things. That, when I first started doing some research, and it's like, oh, okay, so that's why. Because like, who names? A, what kind of a name for a villain is Sater? I was like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I didn't yeah. get that to, to save my life. And then when I saw this, like, oh, okay, so that's the reason he went with with Sater as as the name of the villain. But like I said, it's just one of those interesting things that I found, found and that just he he loves to do. Yeah, and I was going to say, I, I in that same article I was reading, he said he had. He had thought of this like twenty something years ago. Yeah, I, this and is. I, go ahead. And I and I was going to say, yeah, I know what you watched. You watched Terminator because <laughs> Robert Pattinson is Kyle Reese. Yeah, he kind of is in this. He really is. This to me, this is the film that basically Christopher Nolan went to Warner Brothers. He said, you know, I have made you. I've gotten you all these Oscar nominations. I've made you all this money with all my previous films. I need you to let me do what I want to do. And this was his film, and that's the one that he just wanted to do what, what exactly what he wanted to do, and that's what he did. Uh, this was the first. This film is an interesting film just because of the fact it was the first big blockbuster to release once the pandemic hit. They released it in August of 2020. It did. It did terrible. I mean, it did absolutely terrible in the box office. I don't think it's a reflection of the movie. It's just a reflection of the time that we were living in. Uh, people weren't ready to go to the theaters. My brother actually went and saw it in the theaters. This is one of the first Dylan movies. Nolan movies I didn't see in the theater uh, because most of the time I went, but I didn't know this one because it was still, we, we had no vaccines, we had nothing like that, uh, and it really reflected poorly in the box office. It really changed because a lot of people were, a lot of, the, a lot of studios were getting ready to you know, kind of start putting movies in back, but they were waiting to see how this did because they expected it to do well. Uh, it, had a, it had a good cast, had uh, a solid cast, which we need to talk about here in just a little bit. Uh, but when they saw that it did poorly, I mean, it just it, people started pushing things back. It, Warner Brothers completely changed their release strategy for all of 2021 based on this film. They, that's when they decided, all right, well, we'll release everything in theater, but we're also going to release everything on HBO Max for for 30 days as well. So uh, it was a really important film because because of that, if for nothing else, even if it didn't accomplish what it wanted to in the box office. It, you know, it was a big, it was a big signal marker to the rest of the studios that you know we're not quite ready yet. So, yeah, and I and I, I didn't see it in the theater, and I actually just watched it two weeks ago. I'd held off because I'd heard, you know, you need to watch it a couple of times. You're probably going to hate it the first time, so I held off. But I will say, after watching, I was like, man, I hate I didn't see this in the theater because this is a movie made for theater. Yeah, it really is. It it would have been great to watch in the theater. You know, I was the same way. I didn't watch it until it came out on HBO Max, and when I finally saw it, I was like, oh. I like that I enjoyed it, but I probably would have enjoyed it. I would have enjoyed at least the visuals and all that yeah. type of stuff a lot more if I had seen it in the theater, but we didn't get that chance. So uh, I think one of the most important things about this film, if you're trying to understand it, is the idea of the temporal pincer movement. How well did you figure this thing out when you were watching it? I didn't figure it out at all. <laughs> yeah, it's... Man, it, I struggled in physics. Yeah, it's... It, it, it is a really difficult thing to, to figure out. And I think that it's interesting that the name of the word tenant uh, is 10 going one way and 10 going the other way. And I think it's really important because they have 10 minutes at the end of the film uh, to, like I said, I'm not really exactly sure. Uh, I don't even think, I, man, you've picked up on so much more stuff than I did. On oh that. yeah. Well, I did. Like I said, when I, after I first saw this film, I went deep into the, like, the Google and, yeah, and the videos. The oh yeah, big time. I, so I wanted to find out everything I could about this film, and uh, that was one of the things that was pointed out: the fact that it, you know they had ten minutes at the end of the film that some were going forward ten minutes, some were going backward ten minutes. Uh, so that was a big thing that they noticed in the film when they were doing it. Uh, but the, like I said, the first time, 
like I said earlier, you know, when he's explaining it, when I was explaining it, you expect to be able to understand it. And that's also what's going on when uh, Sater played excellently by Kenneth Brown. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, absolutely wonderful as this just ruthless villain. Uh, i would never seen him in a role like this, and I, I absolutely I absolutely ate it up seeing him in this type of and, role. And he was eating up the scenery. Yes, he was. He was eating it up to, to say the least. Uh, but you know, he's, he's pulling off those, those temporal. That's what that car chase scene in, in the middle of is. It's a temporal pincer movement. He's trying to, he's having people tell him what's going on and he's going to go backwards in time and figure it out for himself. Uh, I still don't completely understand that one. I have a better understanding of the, of the one at the end, I, the one in the middle of that car chase, I still struggle with from time to time <laughs> to, be, yeah. to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, but you know, it's such an important part of this film because that's how they strategize. That's how they do what they do. Uh, so that was, like I said, it's a really important part, but it's a hard thing to understand when you're sitting there watching it. It is. And I can see where a lot of people are not going to like this. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just going to be honest. I'm not very smart. So like <laughs> I just turned my brain off completely and just tried to like, not really try to learn this because I knew it was going to be way over my head and, and, and I enjoyed it. And I think that's what Christopher Nolan wants people to do, but it's hard to do that. It, it is. It, it's really it is. hard to do that. Uh, let's talk about the cast real quick. Uh, John David Washington. I did not see Black Klansman. I heard it was really good. It was good. Yeah, I saw it. But that's the only other film that I know of him in. Have you seen anything of, that he's done previously before this? Uh, he was in the TV show Ballers. Okay, I didn't see that either. That yeah. So he's, and this was a, this was huge coming out party for him. Yeah, it really was. And if you are wondering why he sounds so familiar, why he looks so familiar, <laughs> it's because he is Denzel Washington's son. So if you're wondering why that is the case, uh, but yeah, he, he was really good in this film. Uh, I was really impressed by him. Like I said, it took me a second as I didn't know, like I said, I didn't see uh, black Clans, but I didn't know who he was coming into this film. And that's what I kept. And I was like, man, he sounds like Denzel Washington. So I was like, yeah. I did the INDB search. Like, oh, that's why he sounds like Denzel Washington. And he was a former uh, college football player. I think he played in Canadian football league, yeah, tried so. out for the NFL. And it shows off his athleticism is mm-hmm. unbelievable in the fight scenes. Yeah. This it, is, this is an action star waiting to happen. Yeah. He, I'll be interested to see where he goes from, from here. Cause I don't know of anything that he's work currently working on, but I would imagine he's, oh, got he's to, working on a lot. I'll, I'll look it up in a second. Okay. So yeah, like I said, I would be a little surprised. And obviously the reason that we're doing this film, this is Robert Pattinson week on the main attraction podcast. Uh, so Robert Pattinson as Neil, what was your impression of, of him? Man, he was fantastic from the minute he walks on screen. Yeah, he really was. Like I said, this was this was the movie that convinced me he could play Batman. Because, like I said, the only thing I had known him from was the Twilight movies. I didn't see those, uh, but that that was the only that was the only reference point that I had for him. So to see him in this role, I was like, okay, this makes me feel better about him going into Batman. And now that we see, I've seen the Batman, obviously. Matt Reeves knew what he was doing. Uh, but yeah, this was an, it was an unexpected surprise because when I saw Robert Pattinson, I was like, uh, I'm not sure I like this, but he was, he was great. He was really, really good in this. Film. And, and you know, this would be uh Robert Pattinson needs like a, uh, heist movie. Cause he, he mm-hmm. was, he was good in that kind of role, wearing the suit and trying right. to figure out how to steal stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he, yeah. Would, he would do great in that role. I mean, yeah. uh, is he, he's not English, is he? Yeah. He's English. Maybe, you know, we talked about, Possible James, James Bond. Bond. Maybe he yeah. could actually the next. He James probably Bond. could. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Debicki. I I was not familiar with her, but she was she was Cat. Uh, are you familiar with her? Yeah, I watched The Night Manager. Okay. It was a uh, miniseries on AMC, and I had seen her in something else. 
Uh, but she was she was really good. She was right there with the boys. If, yeah, she if was not better. Yeah, she was she she was carrying her own weight in this, and she had a difficult role to pull off because she had to be somewhat vulnerable because she was married to this horrible person of a man, but she also had to be kind of tough to be able to put up with him as well. So she had to, she had a fine line that she had to walk, and she did a really good job of, of walking that fine line. I thought she was in the movie Widows. Okay, I heard about that. I had never heard that movie. But I was yeah, listening to a podcast. It's pretty, today. it's pretty good. Yeah. I heard it was good. So I, I might have to go back and check that out. Uh, next person I want to talk about real quick is Kenneth Branagh. We've already kind of talked about him a little bit, but him as this villain, it was it was, that was really really good. That was an incredible Bond villain. Yeah, it, I mean he was a Bond villain. That's exactly what he was. I mean he he was this you know just maniacal you know, stark raving mad type character uh you know but still smart and knew what he wanted and i mean to pull off you know this whole time thing that they were that they were had working towards you know really really good and you know and a, a, a guy who was kind of facing death that's the reason why he was so so intent on achieving his purpose because he knew he was going to die, so he was going to take everybody with him. Really good stuff from Kenneth Branagh. Like I said, not a role I was accustomed to seeing him in, but it was a welcome change. Right. This is a guy that's mostly known for his Shakespeare stuff. Yeah, exactly. And he was an intimidating bad guy. Yeah, he he really was. I mean, like I said, I wasn't when I first saw him on the screen. It's like that's the bad guy, and then I was like, okay, yeah, that that's that's the bad guy. <laughs> uh, Next person I want to talk about because we have to talk about him, Hamesh Patel as Mahir. Uh, look, he our guy. Yeah, our guy. If you haven't seen, listened to our our Station Eleven podcast, go back and listen to it. It's the first one we ever did. Uh, but we love Hamesh Patel here on the Main Attraction podcast. You should love Hamesh Patel too. Uh, but he doesn't have a huge role in this, but he does have a role. So, but and so he's we, a good role. So we want to talk about him. <laughs> yeah, uh, he, he was he was good again. He was the fixer. Yeah, he was the fixer. Uh, he, he shows up at the airport. He has that that scene at the airport where he they run the plane into the into the airport. Uh, that yeah. was that was a fun scene. And then at the end, he's kind of responsible for Cat. Yeah. Well, I like the the first scene. Robert Pattinson, yes, with John Denver Washington. They're mm-hmm. walking up, and then he's sitting there. And then at one point, it's just the three of them, and they're kind of sizing each other up, right? And they're talking. And I thought, how great is this cast? Because these are three guys. And I would put Elizabeth Debicki in that too. Mm-hmm. She was actually Princess Diana in The Crown, so she actually is huge. Okay, that that is where she looks familiar. I have not seen The yeah. Crown, but I've seen tons of like, yeah. previews and stuff. For but her, like so. when you see those three guys, and then her too, like I, I, it hit me as like these are the 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 next big thing probably for the next ten to fifteen years. Yeah. We're looking at them right here. Yeah, they they're going to be they're going to be big stars. We're going to see a these lot are more people from them. in their mid thirties. There's no telling what we're going to see these four in. Right, you're 100 correct. They'll, they'll. I mean, obviously, this was done in August 2020. That's one of the reasons why Hamesh Patel is in Station Eleven. Uh, pro- is probably partly due to his role in this film. Uh, imagine also the the uh, Beatles movie that he was yeah, in yesterday. Uh, so you know, those are the things that you know you can already see his his star starting to shine. Obviously, Robert Pattinson is the Cape Crusader. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, they, they're going to have plenty of work for the next fifteen to twenty years, to say the least. Uh, one other person we want to talk about real quick. Uh, what do you think about Aaron Taylor Johnson as Ives? 
Well, he just kind of shows up, and I was like, is that Aaron Taylor Johnson? Yeah, I know. He really does. I mean, it's uh, I, I didn't recognize him at first. Yeah, I didn't either. When I went back and looked at the cast, like, oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't catch that. He is really bulked up. I know he's about yeah. to play Craven the Hunter. Yeah, that's his next big role is Craven yeah, the but, Hunter. Uh, yeah, that's the other thing. He's so much. Nope, I think I lost you. Uh, you're used to seeing, but uh, he, he he was good. Yeah, he was. Like I said, I, I didn't I didn't recognize him at first, but it was nice. It was a it was a cool way to see him. Uh, you know, the last thing I saw him, I, I know he's had more stuff since this, but he was in uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Uh, he played Quicksilver in that. Like I said, I know he's done other stuff. But that was the last thing I seen him in. Uh, he was in Kick Ass. I didn't see that film, but I, I heard it. Was, I heard it was good. first one was really good. Was it? Uh, I heard I'd heard that, so it doesn't surprise me. But yeah, so like I said, he just kind of showed up out of nowhere. I was like, oh, okay, that works. But he 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 had one. Of the, he had an interesting character because it just he shows up in just these weird spots, and he, he and you don't really know what he's what his angle is. Uh, they they even at the end of the movie, you know, he says, you know, if I find you, I'll kill you. Uh, right. And, well, he pulls the gun out. You yeah. think he's about to pull something, and then he tells them, you know, go go hide your piece of the the algorithm, which that is another confusing thing about this yeah. film that I didn't get. The, how is this? How is this physical thing an algorithm? I was like, what? what it, I, like, I don't know how that works. That, that's something I still don't understand. How is that thing supposed to end the world? Is, do you have to destroy it for it to end the world? I, I, I still don't get that part. So. Yeah, I just that was one of the ones that was like, okay, so these three can't be together with this algorithm. So, yeah. Okay. So that, it, that's where I'm takeaway. Yeah, I know. I, I never, I never understood that part of it. So. All right, do you want to talk about some theories that people came up with about this film? Oh, I can't wait to hear this. All right, so the one that is the most prevalent, the one that seems to have most people talking is Neil. They, okay. are, they a lot of people think that Neil is actually Cat's son. And that this is him, that he, as an older version of him, at some point in time, he gets in a turnstile, he starts coming back in time, and he, we get to this point where he is now, uh, and he gets trained by John David Washington's protagonist, which he has no name, protagonist, speaking of which. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but one of the reasons why a lot of people kind of clinged onto this, uh, what is Max, uh, well, I'm sorry, what is, uh, okay, so her son's name in the, in the film is Max, right? Uh, okay. What is that? Yeah, it is. I, I'll take that. Uh, what is Max often short for? Maxwell? Maximilian. Oh, Maximilian. Okay, yeah. And if you spell it, if you spell it English, it ends in L-I-A-N. But if you spell it in French, it's L-I-E-N. What is okay. what is those four words backwards? Neil. Neil. And this whole thing is forwards and backwards. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of people think that that is. That, that's cool. That's a cool theory. I was, I'm going to throw this out there. Why wouldn't he try to kill his dad, be more involved in that? I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's a reason for it. I don't know. But the, that's I, one, I like it. Yeah, I, like I did it. too. Like I said, I, I heard it and I was like, eh, I don't know about that. Because that's a long time that's been going backwards in time. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I don't know how feasible that, that would possibly be. Uh, but it's like I said, it, it was one of those things that was out there. Uh, another one. Uh, the inventor of the algorithm. The person whose name was, what was her name? I lost it. Uh, Laura, played by Clemens Posey. They talk about a scientist, a female scientist in the future is the one who discovers how to use the turnstile and all that type of stuff. There's a theory that 
her character is that scientist and that she used the turnstile to go uh-huh. back and she realizes because uh, the one of the things they talk about in the film is she realizes how dangerous this is and she wants to try to fix it but the other people in the future who want to destroy the world uh they are the ones uh who are kind of trying to stop her and there's this theory that she is that person that uh that discovered this whole technology okay i like that one too that's pretty cool uh let's see next one where are uh, where are my theories there's my theory all right all right so here's another one tenet interstellar and inception they're all three films by christopher nolan and there's a lot of people who think that they are all in the same universe okay i could buy this one okay so basically i think what they say is uh like for inception uh what's his name leonardo dicaprio's character they had a a son i think or a daughter i can't remember which but one of the one of the children are a grown-up version of these characters uh so there's that theory that's out there uh, that, that's one reason a lot of people say that they're conne- a connected universe. The other theory is that, you know, the scientists in the future who want to destroy our current realm, yes. those are the scientists in Interstellar who uh, they have come to the conclusion that, they're, that, what have they, that their plan didn't work. They didn't destroy the, the past. So that's the reason why they're having to go find another planet in Interstellar. So okay, so that's, I can buy that. So like, I like this. Yeah, I, I, like I said, this is probably the most plausible of all the ones that I found. Uh, but like I said, I thought it was just kind of interesting. The last one is has to do with the grandfather paradox. You remember what that was? Uh, yes, yes. All right, so if you, if you didn't watch the movie, I'm sure why you're listening, but if you didn't, uh, the grandfather paradox basically states that uh, anything you do in the past, even if you destroy something in the past or if you kill your grandfather, uh, in the past, it won't kill you because you were obviously. If you're going back in the past to do it, it doesn't matter. So anything you do in the past has no ref- no reflection, won't affect anything that you're doing today. And but there's this theory is, all right. Well, the grandfather paradox it, it can't be real because if they were successful in destroying the past, then they never would have gotten to the present and the whole thing is pointless. The movie is entirely pointless. So, I don't know. Like I said, those are some of the ones that I found that were out there, but I just want to see what you thought about them. Uh, They all sound good. I'm just laughing thinking about someone listening to this podcast that had watched the movie. (laughs) You'd be even more confused. Yeah. (laughs) If you haven't watched this film, yeah, I don't know how you made it this far, but kudos to you on on that. So, Uh, but yeah, like I said, just... It's a fun movie, and it's it's hard to follow, but like I said, I mean, where would you rank it in your own films? Let's just kind of do that real quick. So, I guess The Dark Knight would be one, mm-hmm. and then, I, I, I love Memento. Yeah. I need to go back and watch it. It would be two. And then, um, this would be towards the bottom. Yeah, it, it's it's probably towards the middle of the pack for me. Honestly, my favorite is The Prestige. I, I love yeah, it. Yeah, that's a good, yeah. The, the Prestige, I haven't watched that in a long time. The Prestige is so good for me. I know it's not it's considered like his best, but uh, it, it's towards the top for me. The, right after that is The Dark Knight. Uh, after The Dark Knight is probably Memento. Uh, like I said, that's the movie that, I didn't talk about this earlier, but I've talked about it before. Memento is the movie that made me fall in love with Christopher Nolan. Uh, I just absolutely love that film. So, uh then is probably Interstellar. Or this is probably next for me. Uh, I like Dunkirk. It's probably mo- most yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people probably consider that his best film. Uh, it's the one that most people thought came closest to winning Best Picture. Uh, 
But like I said, I enjoyed it, but there are times when that gets kind of boring. And honestly, it's the one movie he could have made like perfectly linear. And he's still like, nope, yeah. not going to do it. I'm not going to make something linear. You, you, you might as well forget about that. So, but like I said, it's probably, it's a little closer towards the top for me. Uh, but uh, like I said, it's, it's one of those films where I just the ambition of it. I appreciate it a lot for what he is trying to accomplish in this film. Uh, like I said, how successful he is, you can debate that a lot. Uh, but it's it's just a it's a really ambitious film. It's done really really well. Like the, that entire battle scene at the end, it's one of the probably one of the things I will say about this at the end. I still don't know who they're fighting. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, you like yeah. you don't see any soldiers hardly ever of the other right. side. It's like just gunshots going, and all you see are like the good guys fighting. I'm like, who who are you fighting, guys? Because I don't know. It was like I said, it, that whole last thing is just it's mind blowing <laughs> to say the least yeah. when you're sitting there trying to watch it. So and, and the plane crash was really cool too. Yes, that was that was a really uh, cool scene there in the airport. How long did it take you? Or how blown was your mind when you realized that John David Washington, as the protagonist, was fighting himself in that? In yeah, that, that scene? was that was I, I was pretty mind blown at that. Yeah, because I never even when you watch it again, it, I mean, not granted, stunt person, it, it doesn't look like it's the same person. Well, yeah, exactly, it, it doesn't. But I mean, it's still just a, one it's, of those things. Like, oh wow. Yeah. When you first realize he's about to go in that 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 turn sign, like. <gasps> Oh, he was fighting himself that entire time. Yeah. So that was one of those really, those really fun things. Uh, all right. I guess let's do some awards real quick on this film, unless you want to talk about anything else. Uh, I think I'm good. Okay, cool. All right. So first up, we have the Rachel, which is our biggest star of the film, the person who shined the most. Who's your Rachel for this? Got to go John David Washington as the protagonist, man. This is, this is action franchise gift him one now yeah it's definitely him he's great in this uh i still don't understand why they just called him the protagonist and didn't tell him yeah, his name either that's kind of weird but let's one more shout out to his action scenes that fight scene he has in the in the kitchen in the, uh, in the kitchen is yes really great i mean on the second time i watched it i was like oh yes i do love that i was like when up the, 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 grabs the, sec- the cheese grater uh-huh. he does he grabs the cheese grater and like starts slamming people and like grating them i like but that scene like when i was watching the second time i was like all right, do I really like this movie? I was trying to remember. And when that scene, he was like, oh, yes, I do. I do like this movie. I, I enjoy this movie a lot. Uh, so, yeah, he's definitely the Rachel. He's the person who shines the most. Look, there's a lot of people who shine in this. Uh, from and We'll talk about a couple of them here in a second. But, but yeah, he's he was really good in this film. Uh, you're Joey, a person you like a lot. Uh, not necessarily your, uh, the star, but somebody you still just like a lot. Robert Pattinson as Neil. I almost went with him. Uh, I went with him for another role. I went with Elizabeth Debicki. Uh, and a lot of these, some of these three are kind of interchangeable. Yeah. Uh, but I went with him. Why'd you go with Robert Pattinson? He's just, he's James Bond. Yeah. He, I mean, he's, he, I mean, he really brings it. Like if you weren't a fan of him before, I think before you watch the Batman, I think if you watch this, you, you will you will enjoy his work. And that's exactly what happened to me. Like I said, I mean, I didn't really, I, I had no. Uh, the only opinion I had was, I'm sure he's not any good because he was in Twilight, and yeah. this changed that opinion. Uh, I was really impressed by him. He was really good. Uh, like I said, though, I went with Elizabeth Debicki because I just thought she had the toughest circumstances in the entire movie, and she had a lot that she had to pull off. Uh, so that's the reason I ended up going with her because she, she had to be, like I said earlier, she had to be both vulnerable and tough all at the same time. So that's the reason why I chose her. But like I said, some of these are kind of interchangeable. 
All right, Chandler, there's not a ton of laughs in this film either. No. But, but when there are some, who you, did you give your Chandler to? I, I went with Hamish Patel. Okay. He had he had a couple of the funnier scenes when he was on the plane, like, is this vegetarian? And then he right. attacked somebody. And then he he said something. I forgot. He had a joke about the, the plane. He's like, oh, no, we're not crashing in the air or something. It's the way he delivered right. that. Right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there, like you said, there wasn't a lot of laughs at all. I went with Robert Pattinson. That's where we get, I went with him as Neil. I, there were a couple lines that, that did make me chuckle uh, that, yeah. he, that he gave me, uh, especially there at the end of the film, uh, and also when they were talking about uh, when you know he, it's kind of he's kind of revealing. Eh, I kind of knew about all this stuff all along. Yeah. Uh, that's when I kind of laughed a little bit too. So like I said, I, I almost went with him as Joey, uh, but I decided to go with uh, Elizabeth Debicki there and him here. So. All right, next is your Phoebe, your oddball character, the one that's kind of weird that maybe you understand them, maybe you don't, but they're just kind of off the wall. Who's your Phoebe for this film? I went with Kenneth Branagh in this one. Okay. Just because he was chewing up scenery, and I, a lot of times I didn't know what he was doing because he was way ahead of me on the physical <laughs> part. He, he was. was converting, and I had no idea what converting was. <laughs> yeah, this is where I went with Amish Patel. Uh, this is where I went with his character, just because he is a bit of an oddball in 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 the cast of this. Uh, like I said, he's good in it. Don't get me wrong. He's, yeah. he's, he's really good in it, but his character is a little bit of an, of an oddball of all the guys that are involved in this thing. So that's the reason I went with him. Uh, your Monica, the person who has a role to play a significant role, but maybe not the person who shines, the person who stands out the most, but this film just isn't the same without him. Who was your Monica? I, I went with Elizabeth Debicki as cat. I, I thought, okay. I thought she did shine. Yeah, she did. She, she did shine. And you, you have to have that, person who's who's not a damsel in distress but still needs some help but i don't know it's really hard to describe just what her role is in this film so i can uh i can see why you went with her just because she is she's needed but it's, it's a really hard role to describe uh i went with aaron taylor johnson uh just because i think you need his role you need that that person who's kind of like this enforcer character uh, that's kind of what he is uh he's also kind of like the guy with the plan. So that's the reason I, yeah. I, I went with him. So, all right. Who's your Ross? The person you like I went the least. With, I went with Aaron Taylor Johnson. Cause I was like, what does he do in this movie? <laughs> and then he tried to explain physics to me and I didn't understand it. <laughs> I can see why you would not like him that much. <laughs> uh, I went with Kenneth Branagh here. This is where I went with Sador. Uh, Cause he's, he's easy to hate in this film. Oh, yes, he's easy he to hate in this film. Yes, he is. Uh, but that's the reason why I ended up going with him. I, like I said, he was great in it, and that, but that's the reason why you hate him is because he, he does his role so very well. So uh, he was my Ross in uh, Tenet. All right, our rating system. We have a rating system here on the Main Attraction Podcast. If it is the top of the the top of the line, best of the best, we give it a Game of Thrones. If it is right below that, we go with a Lost. Uh, just below Lost in the middle of the, the middle road for us is Friends. Right below that is Full House. And the at the very bottom, the worst of the worst, the only if you're desperate, is Baywatch. Where does this film fall for you? I'm going to give it a loss. And that's where I went to. I went with Lost. It, it, like, it's good. It's, really, it, yeah. it's a really good movie. And like I said, you, you can appreciate this film for what just the sheer ambition of it even if yeah. if nothing else you can appreciate it for that you can appreciate it for uh just being this you know well-made movie it's extremely well made it the the cinematography in it is spectacular 
uh, there's a lot of practical stuff in this. I don't think they do a whole lot in terms of uh, green screen. They do some, but there's not a lot of CG. Uh, it's you know it's a, just a really well well made film. Even if you don't understand it, which you probably don't, especially if you've only seen it once. And I don't know that we've done anything to help you understand it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's it's just a fun film, and you know it's it's James Bond by Christopher Nolan. And you yeah. know if you can't enjoy that, then I don't know what you can't enjoy. And I, I think the cast alone is is so good that it's enough to be yeah. at the loss level. Exactly. The, the cast is phenomenal. And like I said, I got familiar with a lot of these people. I wasn't familiar with a bunch of them coming into this. I would have been familiar with Amesh Patel had it not been for yeah. Station Eleven. Uh, actually, but, but when I saw it, though, the first time, I, I wasn't familiar with them at all. So Because uh, I saw this back in 2021. So, like I said, a lot of them, this was my first time experience a lot of them. Even though Robert Pattinson had been around forever, it was the first time I'd seen him. Uh, first time for Elizabeth Debicki, John David Washington. And they were all fantastic. And like I said, I, I was really impressed by them. I and they're, they're the future. I want to say that again. Yeah, they really are. They are the future. But hopefully the future going forward, not going backward. <laughs> so. uh, all right. Uh, so that's our rating. We also want to do some things that we are looking forward to. Uh, do you got anything you're looking forward to you want to possibly yeah, recommend it, to our... It uh, premiered tonight on HBO, Winning Time, the, the, mm-hmm. the about the 80s Lakers and... Uh, the, the reviews are really good. Supposedly they found a guy that's just like Magic Johnson, and John C. Riley is supposed to be the owner, Jerry Buss, that's and he's me. supposed to just steal the show. Now, I, I, I hadn't heard a whole lot about it, so I'm, I'll be interested to see that. I will try to work that in, uh, the many things that I'm watching. Uh, so I'll definitely try to work that in. What's your, you got anything else? Uh, the other one is, and I have, I've watched the trailer, it's The Tourist on HBO Max. Uh-huh. It's I've a heard of Aust- it. It's an Australian show starring Jamie Dorman. He's in the movie Belfast. He was in the Fifty Shades movies. Oh, okay. But, uh, okay. It's uh, it's a movie. It's one of these movies where it's and it all they've released all the episodes on HBO Max. Uh, where he wakes up in Australia and he doesn't know how he got there. Oh, okay. That sounds interesting. I'll definitely yeah. like to check that out then. Cool. All right, I have two as well. Uh, so my first one, it's been out for a while, but I, I hadn't really thought about it that much. But after seeing The Batman, I want to go see it. It's on HBO Max. It's Kimmy, uh, starring Zoe Kravitz. And since I was just fascinated by her in The Batman, I want more of her. So I'm going to try to check out Kimmy at some point this week. Like I said, it's been out for a while, but I haven't taken the time to go see it. So I'm Well, hoping- she, she's also in, and I meant to mention this, High Fidelity on yeah. Hulu. Mm-hmm. And Jake Lacey from White Lotus is her oh, really? boyfriend. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay. But yeah, then they got canceled after one yeah. season. So. But it's supposed to be really good. My wife really enjoyed it. I have not watched it yet. Is it based on the film? Yeah, it's yeah, the same characters. Okay, cool. But they're different names. You know, the, he's a male. It's a female. She's playing the John Cusack. Oh, uh, okay. I got you. Okay. Well, that makes sense. But yeah. Although I might check, try to check that out as well. I hate the fact that it's only one season. I know. But yeah, so like I said, I want more of her in my life. So I will definitely be trying to check that out this week. Uh, the other one I have is called Diabolical. It is an animated series of shorts based on the boys series on Amazon Prime. Uh, it is out already. I just haven't, haven't had a chance to sit down and watch it. They're all like 15 minutes long, I think. Uh, so I'm hoping to just kind of run through those real quick. I'll, I, did you Did you watch the boys? Oh, I love the boys. Yeah, it's really good. And so I'm interested to see what an animated version of that might be like. Like I said, they're short, so they're, they're, this isn't really long. I don't know exactly how they're doing this. Uh, but, you know, if it's the boys, I just kind of want to check it out and see what it's like. So that's one of the things I plan to watch this week. Hopefully be able to work that in some. 
All right. Uh, anything else you want to say before we head off into uh, the night? Why don't you tell them what we're covering next week? Oh, that's right. Thank you. I'm glad you mentioned that. So next week on the Main Attraction Podcast, we will be covering uh, our first Apple Plus uh, Apple TV Plus show. Uh, it's the after party. We've been talking about it quite a bit uh, these, uh, over the last couple of weeks. We haven't. We had it in some recommendations a couple of times, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but it is. It, it has wrapped up. Uh, we won't spoil it for you. We both. I'm assuming you've watched the finale. Yes, yes. It's 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 really fun. Yeah, it is. It's it's a really fun show. It's it's a comedy. It's kind of a drama. Uh, but if you haven't watched it, like I said, go get Apple TV Plus. Think it's five bucks if you haven't watched it yet. Go get it, watch it. And if you don't have time to watch it before we air our next one, then come back to us. But really good show, really fun. Every episode is different, and that's one of the the, the key selling points. And they're giving a second season. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. yeah so they are they're doing a second season of this. Tiffany is it Haddish or Haddish? How you Haddish. Coming? Haddish. She's coming back for it. I don't think I think she's the only character that's going to come so. back. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah, just a really good show. We'll we'll have a lot of fun talking about it. So we hope that you have seen it. If you haven't seen it, go watch it and come back and see us. It you'll it's an easy watch. Uh, it's eight episodes. They're all about an hour. Uh, no, no, they're thirty minutes. Oh, that's right. I'm thinking of something else. What am I thinking of? I'm not sure what I'm thinking of. So you should be able to get through it pretty quick if you need if you need to. So we'll be talking about it on our next episode and our midweek episode for next will be Yellow Jackets on Showtime. Uh, Ryan watched this when it was actually airing on Showtime. I went back and watched it after I got Showtime a couple weeks ago. Uh, just a really compelling show. Really compelling show. So if you have Showtime or uh, or if you don't have Showtime, you have a they give you a 30-day free trial. Go sign up for your 30-day free trial. Go watch it and come back and see us next week. Um, it, it's, it is worth watching. It really is. Like I said, I, I wasn't pay attention. Yeah, you do. I wasn't really sure what to expect going into it. I had heard a lot of people talking about it, and when I signed up for Showtime, I was, it was one of the, it was one of the main reasons why I signed up for it because I heard so many great things about it. And when I watched, it, I was like, oh yeah, this 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 is good. So uh, you'll definitely want to check it out. And we will be discussing it in the middle of the week. It's still kind of in, it's still kind of in the consciousness of people too. So I still see people see eh, I still see people talking about it quite a bit on Twitter, Facebook, and all that stuff. So uh, that that'll be a fun one to talk about. All right, uh, anything else you want to add? Just want to tell everybody thanks for coming back, and we'll see you next time. I will echo those same sentiments. And until next time, as always, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.